This podcast brought to you by ProtectWise. Learn how cloud-powered network detection and response streamlines threat investigations. Test drive ProtectWise now at protectwise.com forward slash test drive. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. This podcast brought to you by ProtectWise. Learn how cloud-powered network detection and response streamlines threat investigations. Test drive ProtectWise now at protectwise.com forward slash test drive. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Podcast. My guest today is Paul Bakut, uh, the CTO of Narrative. The website is N-A-R-R-A-T-I-V.com. So, Paul, how are you doing today? Good. How about yourself? Good. I appreciate you coming on the call. So, uh, yeah, no problem. You know, let's jump. Yeah, you know, let's jump in. Tell me about Narrative. What's the premise of the uh, company? Um, so, Narrative is a company where in the we're in the content marketing space. Uh, the basic idea is. You read an article on a New York magazine. It's an article about the five best beach umbrellas for the summer season. Um, uh, you, it turns out you need a beach umbrella, so you click a link. Um, what our system does is it finds all the websites on the internet that sell that beach umbrella. Um, it runs an auction in real time, and it redirects you to whichever one is uh, currently the best the best destination for you. What, what do you consider um, best? Is it uh, lowest price, or are there other distinguishing features? It can be lowest price, um, your past purchase history, um, uh, the the most the uh, how much uh, that particular advertiser is bidding the auction. <laughs> oh, so uh, what's the current state of this kind of um, searching and advertising right now, and how is uh, what you guys are doing different from it? Yeah, so um, right now, uh, search at, search and Google has a monopoly, and then most publisher, most internet publishers rely on um, banner ads for a large majority of their content. But as I'm sure everybody knows, banner ads have uh, the money keeps going down, and they get more and more intrusive, and they're driving people to do things like install ad blockers. Um, but what we do is uh, closer to uh, affiliate or search. Um, an affiliate, the publisher, they want to write some content about something, so they have to go out and make a deal with some advertiser who's willing to pay for that content. Um, we kind of step in there and let the advertisers bid to get connected to this content. Um, so for the advertiser, uh, somebody wrote about it, they found the product on Amazon, they put the link in there. Um, Normally, the link would just go directly to Amazon with us involved. The other advertisers who carry the same product and maybe maybe at a better price can bid to get to get their share of that content as well. So, um, you know, right now when people search for products, they may do a Google search. They may go on Amazon and search directly. Um, your goal, I guess, is to is to have another area where they can search that's not Google or Amazon and still get. Um, you know, good pricing and good availability in comparison of products, right? Well, what what people nor- normally do, unless they already know exactly what they want to buy, is they'll go into Google and they'll search for um, best hair dryers or uh, best sunscreens. Um, and then they'll go to a content site that talks about this. Uh, maybe it's a product review. Maybe it's a five best list, something like that. Um, 
and then they'll read the article and they'll and they'll go by what's recommended or the, they'll take the recommendation into account. Um, but those recommendations, while they're a key factor in driving consumer behavior, um, they are the least monetized step in the whole chain. Google uh, is well monetized for the initial search and uh, the the end result uh, is well monetized, but the in-between, the people who are writing the content that actually helps consumers make these decisions, um, that's uh, a vastly underserved uh, section. And that content, uh, like I know, uh, I love to read review articles myself um, and uh, more of them you know, makes shopping online a better experience, in my opinion. Nope, oh, sorry, I lost you for a second. Um, yeah, how do you how do you get in the way though of uh, Google or Amazon? How do you step in front of them and get people to see your content versus see Google's or see Amazon's? You know, is it your brand has to get strong enough, or is there another way you're doing it? So we work with the publishers, and the publishers use our technology on their site, um, and we integrate with the content that they're already writing. Um, and when users do see that content, um, we help them get paid for it. Any example of where, uh, you know, of who you worked with in the past, and like where the people saw the content before versus where they see it now, and you know what the effect was? Yeah, sure. Um, New York Magazine is. Um, uh, one of our biggest publishers at the moment, and they have a site called The Strategist that is very into commerce content, and they use our links uh, for the majority of the products that they advertise. Um, we're we're very big on the the fashion and uh, beauty market at the moment, so we have a lot of we have a lot of beauty advertisers. Um, Derm Store uh, is one of our biggest advertisers, um, and. But by using us instead of trying to make a direct deal with every advertiser they write about or um, using existing affiliate programs, um, NYMAG has been able to see a significant uh, uh, revenue growth uh, on the channel uh, on their commerce content. So will you place will you place banners that uh, morph and change and show comparisons, or you know when you do post the content, are you posting reviews? Are you posting like, yeah, we don't produce the content. We just um, we help link to the advertisers who sell the products in the content. So New York Magazine has the review site, and they talk and they review products, and um, they'll have these articles anyway. Um, what what we make different is instead of the product link in the article just going to Amazon all the time, um, we'll find other websites who sell the same product and who might be willing to pay to um, inject their own name into the article. Oh, so why would, um, let's say, you know, I don't know, your customer is a company that makes handbags. Why would they want to, um, why wouldn't they just slap an Amazon link or a Google link up there? Why put uh, your links? Like, how does it benefit them or the user experience? Um, so for New York Magazine, if they put an Amazon link, then um, uh, say Amazon stops carrying the product or Amazon is only paying 15 cents uh, on average for a user who clicks. Um, or they change their pricing unilaterally, as the Amazon Affiliates program has done several times. Um, by using our dynamic links instead, um, if Amazon goes out of stock, we can redirect the reader to um, to Walmart instead, because Walmart still has the product in stock. Um, or if Amazon decides they're going to cut your pay rate in half, we can send it to uh, Derm Store because Derm Store is still paying excellent rates. Um, so the publisher gets the benefit of not having to think about which actual retailer carries the products. 
um, the they can just focus on what they're what content they're writing and uh, what products they want to write about. Okay, I see what you mean. Right. So if my livelihood depends upon writing about products and getting affiliate commissions from recommending them, you know, obviously I want to maximize that. If Amazon decides to pay me less commission, well, I'd rather go with you know ABC.com or something to pay more. Yeah. So your system exactly. allows me to dynamic you, you dynamically take care of that for me to make sure I preserve my revenue. Correct. And we we run an we run an auction on every click. So if today um, ABC is paying twice as much as Amazon, today it'll go to Amazon. And if that changes tomorrow, maybe it'll go back to Amazon. Well, there's how much they pay, but how much? What about the cost per click? Um, you know, what if uh, the objects on Walmart or Target and their cost to advertise is like a third of Amazon's? But maybe the conversions rate is not as good. Or I, I don't know. I mean, how do you boil? Like, what factors do you boil into the determination of what's shown and when? What kind of factors go into the calculation? You know, so if I write about, you know, I don't know, handbags or something like that, how do you maximize um, the revenue I'll get? How do you minimize my per click cost? How do you make sure that you make money? I mean, you know, I don't want you to give away your secrets, but what are some of the factors that go into the calculation of? who you show in my ads and when and all that. Yeah, so most of our um, clicks actually work on a cost per click basis rather than affiliate basis. Um, so the advertiser actually pays up front instead of uh, waiting for conversions like happens with traditional affiliate. So that helps simplify it a little bit. Um, but we take a, quite a few factors into account. We take the actual product that's being written about, um, the price of that product, uh, the past performance for the particular user and the audience of the website in question, um, past conversion rates on that advertiser, and that all gets factored together to make predictions about um, how likely the the reader is to convert and um, and to figure out uh, which behavior the the link should take. Okay, so you'll again you'll look and see that uh, to make sure that you know company A offers. Uh, you know, a certain commission to the to the advertiser. What about the the cost to advertise? Does that get factored in? You know, if all of a sudden uh, Amazon's offering me half of what it used to, but um, its click costs have gone down, do you factor that in, or you know, is it always a clear decision? Well, look, Walmart is still offering me, you know, seven dollars for each product I sell of this, and their click cost is less, but their exposure is less, and the traffic's less. I mean, do you look at that? Do you look at conversion rates across platforms, that kind of thing? Yeah, and we do look at conversion rates across platforms for individual clicks. Um, usually if, uh, say, Amazon starts, uh, the prices drop dramatically. Um, so for past content, the content's already written and it's out there. It's really low. It's really low cost to keep the content uh, the same way. Just re reroute the auctions to a different advertiser. Um, and then for future content, we can tell advertisers, well, we tell publishers rather, what products and which advertisers are paying a lot currently, and they can use that to guide the decisions and uh, what content they want to write about. Is there any AI component, you know, where it's learning and it, it sees like, oh, on on weekends, Amazon seems to do this and it sabotages the revenue people make, or you know, during busy times or holidays. These sites seem to be better performing, or you know, the uh, conversions better on these sites for these kind of items, that kind of thing. Yeah, we have we have two uh, learning elements to our system. Um, the first is actually how do you know that this 
that this pair of shoes on Saks is the same as this other pair of shoes on Nordstrom. Um, it seems like it'd be a simple problem, but it's actually a hard one that nobody has solved <laughs> really well yet. Um, we probably have one of the most efficient um, systems for that, um, uh, doing a matching of products across adverti different advertisers. Um, and the second, uh, as you described, for the auctions, um, we do track performance on each advertiser we work with and track performance on the publishers. And the auction will take uh, 10 or 11 different data points into account and try to when making predictions. Um, uh, I know Darm Store is running a big sale right now, so Darm Store is beating everybody in auctions because they're converting really well. Well, a lot of people love to buy stuff from the Darm Store anniversary sale. <laughs> So the first difficulty is identifying, yes, this, this polka dot dress or this garden hose is the same as this other one on this other site. Yeah. Uh, so the publisher is writing about a specific product. It, it wouldn't it wouldn't do to send the user to something else that's sort of like that product that, the, <laughs> that they just got a recommendation for. Well, what makes that problem so hard? Is it that you can't go by SKU number or do you go by picture or like how do you determine yeah, you that would... an item is the same? Yeah, you, you, you would think that you just go by SKU number, but unfortunately the the data set is not very clean. Um, advertisers do not have uh, good global identifiers across their products, probably because they don't necessarily want you to you to be able to price compare easily. Um, so you have to figure out which pieces of data you can use in each advertiser data set um, and match them across it. In some cases, the the picture is the the most reliable thing. Like uh, a lot of times, every advertiser will use the same picture for a specific product. But uh, this, I mean, the type of the category of the product plays into it. Like if you're looking at um, iPhones, for example, uh, just about every iPhone uses the same picture. So you, uh, that piece of data is pretty useless in figuring out which version of the phone you're you're looking at. I guess once you're able to solve the problem of identifying if stuff's the same. Then the next one is, uh, you know, allowing people to compare. You know, like if you have two, um, I don't know, you know, beard trimmers and one has extra blades with it, or you can do like, you know, I don't know, specialty beard trims or something. Not only might I want to know that, yeah, the same item is available everywhere, but on this site, for like $3 more, they had this extra add-on set. Yeah, that's a So you really get point. to that level, so. you know. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we're just doing exact match right now, but we are in the progress of... Uh, figuring out how to do less exact matches for cases like well, maybe whatever the original product was is just not sold anywhere anymore. Maybe we can show a, a similar replacement in those cases and things like that. Hmm. Okay. Um, how much of this has to be human curated versus uh, just done automatically by machine? Um, well, I mean, so the publishers, humans have to write the, the initial content that we link into. Um, the matching process uh Humans are involved in the final decision still, um, so we the the algorithms run and they and they make uh and they make predictions and they'll do and they'll match some percentage of the links automatically. But um, we still do have a human supervision of the final steps in that process. Okay, and what what's been the feedback from um you know from bloggers or people trying to make money on products? Like, do they tend to experience a dramatic increase in conversion or dramatic savings or you know, any ballparks you can talk about? Um, so the, the revenue per click, um, on our platform is very typically, um, three to five times higher than they were get from traditional affiliate channels, um, because, uh, we optimize for conversion rate and, um, and our advertiser network, uh, 
will bid more for the users who are more likely to convert for them. So uh, the publishers themselves generally see a significant uptick in revenue by working with us. Um, NYMAG, I mentioned them earlier, they're our biggest publisher at the moment. Um, they're, they've seen their affiliate thing grow from, I believe it was three, uh, yeah, I probably don't wanna <laughs> quote numbers, I don't have the number in front of me, but it went from a very small percentage of their overall business to um, a very large percent of their overall business uh, competitive with um, the direct deal, uh, native advertising, and uh, and their display ad business. What about for the um, the consumers that are going to be uh, you know clicking on these banners or links? Is there any customization you're going to put in for them, you know, so that they're uh, happier with the ads they see? I mean, the the biggest difference for users is they see way less out of stock products when they click on these links. Um, uh, Typically, when we start working with a new publisher and we first start optimizing their links, um, their, their, their historical links, um, we'll find that between 50 and 75% of the links were actually out of stock or no longer carried at the original advertiser. Um, and we can usually bring that down by half. Um, so customers see half as many um, <laughs> out of stock links. Um, and you'll actually find the some weird things that we've seen that e even if you put one of our links next to an Amazon link, like um, maybe you hard code Amazon you put, and you just run the auction on a second link for the same product, um, you'll see that people actually click and purchase on the non-Amazon link sometimes, even when the price is higher. Uh, <laughs> so you, you'll see that um, uh, users seem to like to have an alternative to just always seeing Amazon products. Yeah, why do you think people, um, I was going to ask you, like, how dominant is Amazon or Google Shopping? Do, do you see like, a clear preference from people for those platforms? Or is it dependent on the person? You know, what do you see in terms of behavior? Yeah, I mean, so through referral content, uh, Amazon gets hundreds of millions of visits from referral content. And the biggest reason seems to be that it's, easier for bloggers and publishers to link to Amazon products um, because with traditional affiliate, you have to have a relationship with every advertiser you link to. Um, so if you, once you're on the Amazon affiliates program, you should use them for everything because they probably carry everything. Um, but when you use our system, uh, uh, the percentage goes way down. Uh, Amazon, uh, there's a very low percentage of the links that we see that Amazon is really the only person who carries them, and a lot of a lot of big advertisers are competitive with Amazon on price and things they carry. Just uh, they're 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 at the front of the mind like uh, like Amazon is. Yeah, I mean I'm guilty of a garage full of Amazon boxes, and seems like every <laughs> freaking day we get an Amazon box. So I just wonder how pervasive is it? You know, are are we all like slaves to Amazon where we buy everything from them or is there still plenty of room for other marketers, other other providers to sell products to us? Uh, it, it definitely seems that once people go to other sites, they are they're interested in purchasing products from other retailers. Um, as long as you make it easy for them to get to those other sites from the content that they're already reading, um, then the behavior seems to follow in line with uh, that there is room to compete. Okay. And the numbers you, well, the, the metrics you provided earlier were like amazing, you know, um, advertisers, not advertisers, sorry, the, uh, I guess the hosts of the advertising 
like NYMAG, you said they're getting three to five times uh, the revenue they were getting before. Like, what, what are the major factors that contribute to such an improved result? Is it just they don't get caught in a in a trap where they get paid half all of a sudden for a referral, or you know, what moves that needle for them? Well, I mean, it's a combination of that. Um, all the links are going to live products. Um, the without them having to go in there and actually redo existing content like they used to have to, um, their existing content can automatically update to new advertisers. And uh, if somebody's running a sale, then they can get all of the content that they want to get <laughs> for the duration of that sale. So the publisher can get paid extra on those links for a while. And then maybe it goes back to where whoever the previous highest advertiser was. Um, I know that uh, Derm Store, I've mentioned them a couple of times. Uh, the share of voice uh, of clicks uh, used to be about 8%, um, which means of products that people were linking out to, um, about 8% of them went to Derm Store. So 92% of these were links that could have gone to Derm Store, but went to someone else instead. Um, but on publishers that have that have our technology involved, Derm Store is now getting 60% of that traffic, um, which has driven 685%. Uh, revenue growth for Derm Store, and we are actually their uh, their, their second largest um, uh, source of traffic uh, as of today, just from uh, being able to dynamically adjust uh, affiliate links. That's great. No, yeah, that's amazing. It's having a huge impact, which is really great. These are not small savings, you know. No, yeah, it's a it, it's a big market that has been previously underserved. Um, I think until recently, nobody really realized how much uh, how much impact all this all this commerce content had, all these recommendation sites, uh, the wire cutter, uh, consumer reports, um, and Google was capturing the most of the upfront revenue on that because the search engine, um, and on the back end, almost all the links were going to Amazon because of the low friction. Um, I think that. Uh, there's there's a lot of room to uh, help this market uh, um, get to the point where publishers can counter it as a consistent source of revenue, and uh, and end consumers can see uh, can see a more diverse share of, uh, of advertisers and uh, maybe some more competition. What about the uh, the data that could be collected? You know, like when you sell stuff on Amazon, Amazon gets the person the customer's name and email address and address and all that, and the Seller doesn't, you know. Um, do you allow? Are you are you thinking of allowing, you know, publishers to get that data, or maybe even provide a, a checkout cart for them on their site so they control like more of the process? Yeah, we, we've uh, we've had conversations along that line. Um, I'm still not convinced that people really want to check out directly on publisher sites, um, but it is something that we uh, have considered and have toyed with a little bit. All right. So, what's what's next for the platform? What do you see happening in the next six months to a year? Um, so, I mean, the next six months is uh, the is a kind of a, a evo evolutionary growth. Um, we're really looking to um, make our platform even easier for publishers and advertisers to use, um, with the idea of uh, link server, where even uh, other affiliate networks that uh, for advertisers that we don't work with to make it easy for publishers to use our stuff even to tap into other sources of demand such as other uh, uh, 
uh, other affiliate programs. Um, we're continuing to work on uh, the AI around uh, product matching. We're, uh, we're trying to build a big graph of uh, all the relationships between products on the internet, which uh, would be would have a lot of really interesting applications in the long run. Oh, what, what are some of the implications you think it'll have if you're able to do it well? I mean, just being able to say that uh, uh, this advertiser actually has 70% overlap with this other advertiser, and uh, if you look at the and you can look at the price product price points and figure out which products you should buy on advertiser A, which products you should buy on advertiser B. Um, you can make it easier to figure out in places where uh, content is talking about products and be able to figure out which advertisers that content is applicable to, um, and uh, even to things like uh, comparison shopping, um, like you mentioned earlier, would uh, would all fall under that. Okay, very good. Well, what's uh, what's the requirements to work with you? Do you have to be like a big advertiser? Do you have to have a certain amount of uh, website traffic or you know available uh, certain products? I mean, what are the requirements? Um, yeah, so for publishers, I mean, we're we're still uh, working mostly with uh, medium to large publishers at this point. Um, so decent, but uh, the requirement for working with us depends kind of on uh, on how high touch the thing is. We have uh, we have very low low user involved very low user list uh, integrations available um, but most of the bigger publishers want uh, some more uh, some more custom experiences um, for advertisers it's just a matter of carrying products that uh that map well with the clicks we're trying to find homes for so are there industries that you found that uh, do better with your platform versus others we we started out in fashion um, and we're really big into uh, beauty uh, you'll notice I mentioned Derm Store, Ulta, uh, Ulta Cosmetics is really big for us. Um, there's a lot of content out there written about uh, lipsticks and blushes, uh, which is funny. I never would have imagined five years ago that I would spend as much time looking at, uh, at pictures of lipstick as I do. <laughs> mm, true. Yeah. Well, you know, women, I'm sure, pay a lot more attention than men do, like, you know, Purses I barely even know exist, but uh, you know, to women they seem completely differently. So makes sense. Well, very cool. So, yeah. what's the best way for um, potential publishers to get in touch and to find out more? Uh, you can visit our website at narrative.com. There is uh, there is some interesting information there, and there's a form you can fill out and uh, and uh, send us an email. All right, very good. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. I appreciate your time. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. I, I enjoyed it. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.